You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and Happy New Year, everyone. How are you, Jeff? Oh, I'm doing fine, Neil. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Matt, how are you doing over there? I'm celebrating the new year. Feels a lot like the last year. It does feel a lot like the last year. Ken isn't here to celebrate with us today. He actually, uh, he was been climbing, as you've heard on the recordings, and now he wanted to try ice climbing uh, in a place called Little Hope. And so mm. that's what he's doing right now. So good luck to Ken ice climbing uh, with no ropes or anything like that. Yeah, I, did a, I did a lot of ice climbing back in 91 on my Nintendo. Oh, you did? Ice and also when you moonlit, moonlit as a uh, ice road trucker. Mm, yes, didn't last long. It didn't, um, but it is the new year. Um, I just celebrated a birthday and turned thirty years old. One of those facts is true. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, you mean again? And again, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I had a, a nice uh, weekend of the holiday. Did you guys have a good uh, New Year's weekend? Yeah, uh, I there was some crazy stories. I can't really get into it for legal reasons, obviously. But um, yeah, and, and you time. know me. Once I turned thirty again, again, mm. I uh, I can't even stay up that late. So flirty uh, thirty and thriving. I know. I need like two days to recover. Hey, that's all right. So we all need some time to recover. Uh, and uh, speaking of a new year, uh, new voices, we have two special guests with us today. Our first guest is going to be a contestant uh, partnering with Jeff. She's an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, coming to us from Greenville, South Carolina, and that is Kat Sokol. How are you, Kat? Hi, I'm good. Um, yeah, not many plans for the New Year's, but, you know, I'm going to try to drink more water this year, I think. I pretty much just drink coffee, so. Mm, that's well, all right. Coffee is 99% water, so you're doing fine. <laughs> that's true. That That is a good resolution. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and uh, what you've been up to? Yeah, um, so last spring I graduated from uh, Appalachian State, and um, now I'm hoping to get into grad school. So I've submitted those applications, and I'm waiting to hear back. So, yeah. Congratulations, and uh, good luck on all the, the future schooling you're doing and, and all the, the creative writing. It sounds really fun. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and thank you for joining us. And uh, our special guest host today uh, is a rules guy impersonator on Patreon uh, coming back to us from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And that is Haley Stroik. How are you, Haley? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. We see you're wearing a Triviality t-shirt. I believe it's yeah. the Element one. It is. Awesome. That's uh, great. You identified an Element, Neil. We're very proud of you. Well, thank you. It's <laughs> TP, known as Triviality Podcast. So that's one I know. Uh, toilet Paperium. Toilet Paper. Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> 
Haley, uh, why don't you remind folks uh, what you do, what you're up to, and uh, anything else that's new in your world? Yeah. Um, well, like you said, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I am a paralegal um, down here. And um, I actually just had some holiday fun out in Colorado visiting my step-siblings, which was really nice to do. Um, other than that, just kind of hoping this year is a little kinder to us than the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I'm kind of ready to be back to normal by now. So. I think we all are. Um, that, yeah, that's great to hear, though. I'm glad you got to spend some time with family. Uh, I think we all we all had a little bit of that time, which was nice. Uh, but it is the new year, so before we get started, might as well just go around the room. Any New Year's resolutions, Matt? Um, I'm only going to spend 80% of my income on NFTs this year. Okay. So you're, you're scaling back. <laughs> yes, yeah, significantly, actually. Just that statement makes me sweat. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have an idea for an NFT, but I don't want to release it on the podcast yet, so I'll tell you privately, but I think it's a gold mine. Neil, okay. that's NSFW. That's not an NFT. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, no. You know me. I, yeah. I don't believe in having resolutions that start or end with a calendar year. The only resolution you believe in is 8K. That's true. It's astonishing. Yes. Uh, it will blow your mind. Uh, Kat, you said you wanted to drink more water. Any other resolutions? Yeah, that's about it. I think that's a good one to focus on. That's <laughs> one I still struggle with after putting it on my like reminders all the time. Yeah, I think that is a good resolution. Helps the skin, helps your body. Can't go wrong there. And uh, Haley, any resolutions? I'm kind of with Jeff. I don't agree with uh, putting a resolution on yourself. Just kind of puts a lot of pressure on you and then... When you when it falls through, sometimes you just kind of feel guilty. So I I choose not to. No, I no that makes sense. I I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't do resolutions. I just do goals. That you know me, and I think the listeners probably from all the stuff I've been talking about. I'm very ambitious. So um, my goals, not resolutions, are to either write, produce, or direct a TV series or feature film, or, and uh, get on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. So I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm gonna try my my darnest. Maybe release a book this year. Maybe release a book. Maybe. Um, yeah, get people to read it. We'll see. That's my resolution. In that order. In that order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get people the book, but if they read it or not, that's up to hey, them. Hey, wave. That'll be next year. That's like how I feel like the podcast. As long as people are downloading it, they don't really true. have to listen. Yeah, it's kind of like when you cook something really nice. You want you want to gift it to someone, but if they just throw it out right away, I mean, that's just their prerogative. Like if you want to put our YouTube channel on in the background and hit play, you don't have to listen. Right. You, right. you can just hate listen. You don't have to listen at all. I'll put it just, on volume one. Just give me the plays. Yeah. Thank exactly. you, guys. For everyone everyone who does that, you won't hear this, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, Jeff, uh, you're going to be partnering with Kat today, and Kat has some really cool Shakespeare um, documents framed behind her, some uh, advertisements for plays there. So uh, did, you, did you come up with a team name? Yeah, inspired by Kat's name and the classic playbills, I think we've decided to be Antony and Cleopatra. Antony and Cleopatra. All right. And uh, Matt, you and I uh, are going to partner today. And you recently had a birthday, so just not too long ago, like a couple months ago. A couple months ago, yeah. Yep. And I just had my birthday. And um, what should we be? Oh, clearly we are the birthday boys. With a Z, like Biker Boys, the classic movie. Because this is the first recording behind the scenes that we've done since either of your birthdays. That's true. That is true. All right. Well, uh, we have the birthday boys versus Antony and Cleopatra. So uh, in order to play the game, we got to know the rules. Let's throw it. To the rules guy. De regels van het spel zijn simpel. 20 vragen verdeeld over twee rondes, waarbij elke vraag 10 punten waard is. Halverwege is er een speciale swingronde, ontworpen door de host van deze week. Na deze rondes beginnen de spelers aan de finale, met de punten die ze hebben verdiend. En hebben ze de mogelijkheid om 0 tot 30 punten in te zetten op 5 gecategoriseerde vragen. Aan het eind van het spel wordt iemand benoemd tot de cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. 
All right, what a great rules read from our friend Willem uh, in the Netherlands. And if this is the first time you're listening to Triviality, uh, that was a Dutch rules reading of our rules. So if you really want to know the rules, just listen for the rest of the episode and you'll, you'll figure it out. Guess what? It's not complicated. It is not. Just answer questions, get points, and everyone's happy. Uh, so Haley, uh, feel free to take it away. We're ready to play yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's winter, so it's getting pretty cold outside, a lot of snow out there. So um, I wanted to do a theme game this week, and that theme is going to be summer camp or camp triviality. So all of the categories are going to be named after um, kind of activities that you would do at summer camp. And hopefully that will, you know, bring back some fond memories of people's summers over the child over their childhood so any of them involve chasing neil with a chainsaw because that's my favorite thing to do at summer camps hey we're at camp just make sure there's no drugs and no fornicating we'll all survive Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so the first category is going to be archery um in the hunger games the country of panem is divided into 12 districts that all serve a specific purpose for the capital what industry is katniss's home district responsible for i'm not sure she'd call her home almost heaven Almost heaven. I think you got this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we can lock in. Okay, they're locked in. So Peta is yeah. he does he makes bread. Mm-hmm. So I think his and nude I, advertisements yeah, for animal say. campaigns. He's very good at painting himself to look like live still art. So in real talk, um, have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, I actually read the first book, and I've seen I'm like, the second movie is my favorite out of the movies, but I've only read okay. the first book. Well, those are two advantages you have over me. Um, so Katniss is from. Uh, I think it's from she's from thirteen from twelve. Oh, she's from the she's poor. from thirteen out of twelve districts. Thirteen, right? She's yeah, exactly. She's from the poor one. Um, District nine. Yes, District nine. That's where the aliens are. Where Charles Charlton Copley is <laughs> yeah. is around. Um, yeah, so she's from the poorest one, and I can't remember if she's in the same district as Peta. Yeah, she is because Peta bakes bread and throws it to her, like the the remnants. He burns the bread on purpose so her family can. I don't eat. know if any of this happened. No, this is true. This is true. Okay. Uh, so he burns the bread. And then you have Gail, who is a smoke show, but she doesn't go for Gail. Mm. Um, you throw him in the pita pit. So I'm trying oh to think. She's God. a really good hunter. She hunts squirrels. Katniss does. Katniss does. I think they're like a. It's like a mining town. They're well, like, almost heaven. What What is almost heaven? What's that reference? Uh, Casicialo means almost heaven. It's a coffee. Oh, it is coffee. Maybe it's coffee. I don't think it's coffee. It's like something to do with. It's really like. I always think it's coffee. I'm biased. God, I'm there. It's the poor one. It's like the mining town, and I can't. Yeah. But you just want to say mining? Knickknacks. Knickknacks? All right. We'll say the. You want to say knickknacks? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll lock in that their specialty is the knickknacks of Panem. Uh, as someone who's seen The Office, Matt, if I went almost heaven. <laughs> nope. West Virginia. Oh, no. And uh, Kat, what are they famous for in West Virginia? Mountaineers. Uh, coal mining. Coal uh, mining. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we locked in. Yep, you guys are right. The answer is coal mining. Oh, I should have just said mining. I knew it was mining. I just didn't think that was the answer. It was funny, too, because I was like, they're all gray and dirty. And then I was like, coal mining. And then I was like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> now, Kat and Haley, my details were right, though, right, about the story? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay, good. So I wasn't crazy. <laughs> okay, so question two is in the category of basketball. Um, in Parks and Recreation, when Eagleton is being absorbed back into Pawnee, the Parks gang hosts the Unity concert. One of the acts is a cover band where all of the members are dressed as a red sweater-wearing NCAA coach. At the time of his retirement, he held a record of 902 wins under his belt. 
He also coached the gold medal winning 1984 men's Olympic basketball team. Who is this coach? Bonus two points if you can name the cover band from the show. That's the name of the cover band, right? Yeah, and that's the name of the chair throwing coach. Okay, All right, we'll lock in over here. Parks and Rec fan by chance, Kat? I have... I am, but I, for the life of me, cannot okay. pull this right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, Angie and I did like a fifth or sixth watch through recently. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is uh, Bobby Knight. He comes up in the show earlier. Ron dresses like him when he coaches the kids' basketball team earlier on, and I think he has a poster of him on the back wall at some point, too. Um, the band is Bobby Knight Ranger, So, because uh, for the band Knight Ranger, they uh, they play whatever that song is. It's Motor like eight minutes. In. It's like, Motor in. But it's not named Motorin. But we'll lock in Bobby Night Ranger. Uh, Jeff said all the things that we would say. Uh, that is correct. Yep, the answer is Bobby Knight and Bobby Night Ranger. All right, so the third question is in the category of horseback riding. The Pony Express Trail is recognized as a national historic trail. The 2,000-mile trail spans eight U.S. states and celebrates the history of the young men who carried mail by horseback. For two points each, name as many of the eight states that contain a portion of the trail as you can. Wherever Genuine goes. Mm. <laughs> Genuine? <laughs> I'm just a bachelor looking for a partner. Mm. Someone who wants to ride the Pony Express. Right. In? In? West Virginia. Is that West Virginia. Blue <laughs> <laughs> Ridge Mountain. Shenandoah River. Um, I, I mean, I have an idea. I don't really have. I kind of have an idea. Yeah. Do you think it might be like through the middle of the continent or like it's more southern or I'm just trying to get a feeling for where we think it might be? I don't I don't know why in my head it was like northern to like midwest. Ah, okay. But I I don't that's I don't know, that's based on nothing. So No, that's that's interesting cuz yeah, I I was thinking it was more west like California, Nevada, okay. Utah, kind of something like that. Maybe Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, um, Missouri. That was kind of my area I was going. Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay, so they locked in. So our answers, we went um, Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and uh, the old Illinois, as they mm -hmm. sometimes call it here. Uh, yeah, we did something similar. We said uh, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, and Illinois. Um, well, Jeff and Kat, you got seven of the eight. Wow. Um, uh, Matt and Neil, you got four. Nah. So going f as much from west to east as I could go. Um, I started in California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Oh. Ooh, so it kind of curved back over, but all right. So um, question four is in the category of animal tracks. Um, like a lot of folks, I spent a lot of time during quarantine playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Contrary to popular assumption, everyone's favorite lone shark, Tom Nook, is not a raccoon. He's actually an animal known for shape-shifting and trickery that is significant in Japanese folklore, especially in statues. What is this animal? I have a way into this, I believe, so we'll lock in. And I bet Jeff has the same. Kat, do you, uh, did you play New Horizons at all? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. Was it Mario Kart? Like, there was, like, a different version of Mario that was, I don't know if that's, it, like, I don't remember what it was called. 
or if that's anything or if you know it yeah i i i think i think it came up on the show before once uh i think ken mentioned it um but i think uh the name is is actually leading in right kind of to it um i think tom nook is a tanuki yeah which that's is what a I was thinking of. japanese yeah. <laughs> raccoon dog so well, i think we're gonna go with tanuki mm-hmm. hmm. yeah in in Mario 3, um, you can, if you get a Tanuki suit, you can press down and B and turn into a statue. Uh, so I believe Tanuki is correct. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It was um, the Tanuki. Wow. Have you ever seen The Wizard with Fred Savage? <laughs> Several times. Yeah. They played Mario 3 in that. And Tanuki, uh, famously from the uh, Mario Shore. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm right, firing so, on all cylinders yeah. here. Sorry, guys. It's my joke that I was going to make yeah. about I didn't have enough money to rent I don't it, so think, I got the whiz. I, I don't think this was the situation <laughs> for that, Neil. <laughs> How about we uh, no. we uh, GTP, Jim, yeah. Jim Tan and podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next question is in the category of sailing. What type of sailing ship is described as having a high square forecastle? Uh, three to four masts carried both square and fore and aft sails, and up to two tiers of guns carried broadside. It also shares its name with currency used by Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Do you know any Harry Potter currency? Uh, Huffle coin. Is that true? No. no. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Raven coin. <laughs> oh, that's right. So they don't they don't pay with pounds in England, no. which you think they would, yeah. but it's you know it's a fake fake uh, currency. I'm sure. So. Um, it's got to be one of the, the names that's in all the other stuff that they talk about. Um, Harry, oh my God. I don't know. I was just going to say schooner, but schooners don't have guns unless you're very aggressive. <laughs> well, what are the, I, I'm thinking of those, <laughs> what the proper name of those pirate ships are. Cause that's what it sounds like is it has the multiple masts and the sails. Yeah. I used to play this game as a child called flying pirates where you would shoot pirates at a boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the boat? Of course not. That would, be, that would be the relevant information. <laughs> I forgot that. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything here. I don't think so either. Um, yeah. do, you have, do you have like a, a fun guess? or? No, I've made my jokes about it. Right, we'll just say, we'll lock in with um, Muggle Coin. Mm-hmm. Kat looked like you might uh, have an in on this one with Harry Potter. Um, so there's, I mean, the coins are a galleon, a sickle, and a nut. Uh, or cannot, I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, I think it's Galleon, isn't I think, it? I think yeah. you're right. Galleon is a is like a type of warship. Yep, yeah. I'm good with Galleon. Yep, yeah, you guys are correct. It is Galleon. Wow, that is that is fascinating. I did not know that. Uh, very good question. Uh, after five, uh, looks like the birthday boys don't have too much to celebrate. Uh, for today, uh, we have 28 points. Except their continued existence. I mean, that's something to be happy about. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. We only have 28 points, and Anthony and Cleopatra have 54 points. All right. So the next question is in the category of jewelry making. What is the name for the green or brown film on the surface of bronze or similar metals produced by oxid- oxidation over a long period? I'm fairly comfortable that I have the answer, Kat, if, if you trust me on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll let them sweat it out. Now, I feel like we just talked about this because this is why the Lady Liberty is the color that she is. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I, I did maybe just talk about this. I know. Jeff just talked about it. <laughs> did so we, but were we because listening? Jeff was talking, <laughs> we don't know, <laughs> which is a real problem. It's uh, I don't, yeah, I have no idea. 
So despite knowing what it is, having talked about it, we have nothing. So we're going to say green rust. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, we're going to say green rust. Yeah. Uh, Kat, does patina sound right to you? Sure. <laughs> All right. That's what I think it is. So we're going to say patina. And it is patina. Good mm-hmm. job. Wow. See, summer camp I thought would be fun, but it is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing all the nerd stuff that Jeff likes. Mm, talking about Rick Patina. Okay, the next category is dance. With its inclusion in the 2010 video game Just Dance 2 and a 2021 viral dance t- challenge on TikTok, what biographical song first released in 1978 has seen a well-deserved resurgence in popularity? The subject of the song was also immortalized in a popular 1997 animated film in which he was voiced by Christopher Lloyd. All right. We will just lock in with a TikTok dance because we can't think of the right one. I, the only ones that I can think of are not autobiographical and they're also like old. So I can think of like, like Renegade and I don't know. I'm on the wrong side of TikTok. Apparently I just watch like baking videos on TikTok <laughs> now. I think you might be on the correct side of TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, we're at a complete loss. Uh, we're just going to lock in jokingly with Hotel California by the Eagles. Matt and I uh, bandied about here. We talked about, uh, you know, Attention by Todrick Hall, with the uh, Say mm-hmm. So Dance by Doja Cat and uh, Super Lonely, mm-hmm. but um, couldn't come up with the answer. And we figured out what animated movie Christopher Lloyd was in and uh, kind of clicked, but I didn't recognize the dance. So we just we just tapped and we, we locked in with um, the YMCA. <laughs> All right, so the um, the clue that I gave about the movie and from 1997, the movie was Anastasia, where he voiced uh, Rasputin, which is the answer. Mm. Uh, Neil is demonstrating the Rasputin right now in the in the studio, and you guys are missing out. Yes, Sorry. Oh, there, that's it. Well, it's kind of there's like a one there's this one dude who dances that uh, he puts on uh, a frame lock on his face, so like uh, he wears cowboy boots and he like. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. But. It's a pretty normal thing. It's a normal thing. Yeah. All right. So the next category is baseball. In the classic baseball film, The Sandlot, what professional baseball team does Benny the Jet Rodriguez eventually play for? Oh. He joined the team long after their move in 1958. Steals home, if I recall. He does uh, with his PF Flyers. Uh, not really, but uh, Legend- he's an adult. Legendary uh, play caller saying he's stealing, stealing home. That is true. Do, oh. do you know it? We're locked in. We're locked okay, in. Cool. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you know this one, Kat? I actually have never seen The Sandlot. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, I've I've seen it. And I've seen it somewhat recently. Uh, it happens to be Angie's favorite movie. Um, so Yet you don't know the team. How dare you? Uh, I think, I think I, I'm guessing based on the year they moved, I believe they used to be in New York and now they're in L.A. The Dodgers did move in the 50s. So I, I want to guess the L.A. Dodgers. So. Uh, yeah, called by Vin Scully when uh, he steals home. Uh, it's L.A. Dodgers. Yep, absolutely. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I liked the uh, the wistful nostalgia sigh that all of you gave when I said the Sandlot. Mm. <laughs> it's such a good it's a great movie. summer movie, especially like in July. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The fireworks and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reminds me of Flintstones push pops. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And Jeff always reminds me of Wendy Peppercorn, so it's a very fond memory. <laughs> Just because that one time I resuscitated you in the pool. You did. And for some reason, you were wearing a single red bathing suit. I don't know why. All right. The next question is in the category of water skiing. Well, ice and snow are types of water, right? 
After the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, what athlete inspired a namesake rule that tightened qualification rules to require Olympic athletes to place in the top 30% of competitors in an international competition prior to the Olympics? A film about this person's Olympic journey was released in 2016. I think I know what film it is. I'm just really struggling to know if it came out in 2016 because it feels like it came out in 2018. Uh, mm -hmm. But the past few years have been a blur with uh, everything going on. So we're going to lock in. I don't know if it's right, but it's mm -hmm. a guess. Yeah, two years ago could have been 2020, 2018, 2016. Who knows? Yeah, right. The only Olympic movies I can think of right now is I, Tanya. So. Ah, I had cool runnings, so that's about... I also had cool runnings, yeah. <laughs> we were all thinking cool runnings. <laughs> How can you not? Um, Feel the rhythm. This one's really bugging me because I've definitely heard this story. I wanted, I think it was a skier, a male skier, and he was like super terrible, but because he qualified for his country, like even though he didn't qualify very high, he was still able to get in and he was just like a total disaster. But I don't know the name, so I think we're just going to have to tap unfortunately so this movie i i haven't seen but it starred two people that i enjoy and i saw the trailer though and i saw it was a true story and uh, i was kind of fascinated by the fact that it actually happened and i believe it is a british skier played by taron egerton and hugh jackman was his coach and we locked in with eddie the eagle yeah, neil you are right it is eddie the eagle yeah, he was a ski jumper, and apparently, I guess they just never had someone to send to the Olympics from the UK for ski jumps. And he's like, I'm just going to ski jump. And he was absolutely terrible at it, but kind of was the people's champion in a way because he was just a lovely person. So it's a, mm. it was a good movie. I would he, recommend He's it. like the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Mark Wahlberg Invincible. Yeah, or the garbage pick, picking, field goal kicking Tony Danza. <laughs> what a reference. That's really good. <laughs> All right, so the last question in the first round is in the category of Capture the Flag. The lyrics to the Star-Spangled Banner were written by Francis Scott Key after he witnessed a United States flag survive a naval bombardment of what U.S. fort in Baltimore? Forts, huh? Forts, yeah. What do you know about forts? Uh, Are they silent or loud? Fort Minor? Oh, that's a great fort. I remember that fort very well. <laughs> Do you want to lock it with Fort Minor? <laughs> well, well, let's think. Yeah, it's like, uh, Fort Sumter. Is that a real fort? Fort Sumter is a thing. I feel like that was in some sort of history book. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I've read it in a history book. <laughs> Do you want to go Fort Sumter? I was Googling history the other day. And I'm a fort little scared Sumter because Kat lives in that area, I would believe. She probably knows. Right. So we need to get it, too. Yeah. All right, we're going to lock in with Fort Sumter over here. Fort Sumter is in Charleston, so... Uh, Charleston, that's Baltimore? That's the only one that I can think of right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll also incorrectly say Sumter. <laughs> All right, so um, no points there. The answer is Fort McHenry. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, after the the first round, which is really cool, the theme of summer camp so far, uh, looks like the uh, team of the birthday boys picked up an extra 20 points, bringing their total to 48 and Antony and Cleopatra also picked up an extra t uh, 20 points, bringing their total to 74. So um, before we hear what the swing round category is today, uh, I just want to remind everyone that uh, both Kat and Haley are on Patreon. So if you'd like to join them in supporting the show and helping us upgrade our equipment uh, and uh, helping us continually grow the show, you can join them at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, recently, uh, I had the privilege of sending Haley a character box. She chose me for the character box uh 
option on the rules guy impersonator level. Mm -hmm. And uh, Haley, um, I tried to surprise you a little bit. And uh, was it a surprise? Absolutely. And it was a very welcome surprise. So. Oh, good. Good. I, I, I sent it. her a, a, a small a feral cat. Uh, and also uh, via the a, post a, a gluten-free vegan and uh, soy-free uh, pancake mix oh, so that's wonderful and then also if 220 episodes isn't enough for you there is 30 to 50 more hours depending on how much we've produced in the last couple months that is correct you got a bunch of audio content uh, and also starting in this new year and it is january 3rd uh, mm -hmm. we're actually gonna um, do some live games live games hosted on twitch tv you could play along with us as we host and there might be prizes for all patrons for all patrons. Uh, any level yeah. any level and we'll so. be using an app called triv now if you're familiar with it any of you folks out there have been playing uh, online streaming games uh, with some of our friends you'll you'll recognize that app Mm -hmm. Very easy to play. So there'll be announcements in the crop. So if you're not a member of the crop on Facebook, join in and we'll put those out there. So thank you very much again to uh, Haley and Kat. And uh, yeah, join them at patreon.com says Triviality Podcast. Haley, what is the swing round category? So the swing round category, um, camp is a little bit of a step up from truly roughing it um, camping. And one of some of the best places in the world to go camping are in our U.S. national parks. Um, unfortunately, some people don't have great experiences and they take to Yelp to let people know that they did not like their experience. So what I have done is I have gone on Yelp and looked up um, one star reviews of various U.S. national parks. And I'm going to read off 10 of them um, for 10 points apiece. And I just need you to tell me what uh, national park this person did not enjoy visiting. All right. So number one. You are a giant hole in the ground. You were caused by erosion. You don't have roller coasters or dipping dots. Yeesh, can you say overrated? Number two, okay, if you like cactus. Three, delicate arch looks like it might fall over at any time. It might fall over in the future. Doesn't look anything like the license plate. Number four, the one thing that makes this place different than the other parks is the geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. They look so much better in the pictures. If you want a similar look, just boil a pot of water at home. Number five, the thing is ugly as sin. It looks like half a McDonald's logo or a giant urinal. Number six, at the time of our visit, half the road was closed due to snow. Well, there was no snow on the mountains and being late June, it could not have possibly snowed there. Was there a UFO landing? Pretty fishy. Next is, first of all, there's wildlife everywhere. Who wants to run into a moose on the trail? What if it eats you? And the rangers are all way too friendly. It's like they're completely oblivious to all the suffering in the world. Finally, too many snow-capped mountains. I like to see the horizon at all times. It calms me. Um, next one is, when they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I am upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead. Right, number nine, the only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunderhole. And the last one, he informed us that if he tells us where the arch is and we actually go, we will create a dangerous situation for other visitors. Duh, go to hell, Ranger Dustin. You've ruined our trip. We are going to mull over these and get back with our answers. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Our answers are now locked in. So let's throw it back to Haley to get these questions one more time, and we'll submit what we think are the correct answers. So the first one was, you are a giant hole in the ground. You were caused by erosion. You don't have roller coasters or dipping Dots. Yeesh, can you say overrated? Uh, yeah, I almost a hundred percent sure that I've seen this one go viral at some point in time. I think this is the Grand Canyon. And we also said the Grand Canyon. Yep. You're right. It is the Grand Canyon. Right. Number two was okay. If you like cactus, uh, this one where we weren't a hundred percent sure. I think there's a death Valley national park. So we said death Valley. Yeah. We also guessed death Valley. Death Valley is a good guess. Um, with the cactus I was trying to go for, it was Saguaro National Park mm. in Arizona. Number three, delicate arch looks like it might fall over at any time. It might fall over in the future. It doesn't look anything like the license plate. Uh, I think that there's the St. Louis arch on the Missouri license plate, but we're not sure. So we said the St. Louis arch. Yeah, and we were between uh, arches and the gateway arch. And for this one, we went with the gateway arch. Should have went with the other arch, guys. It was Arches National Park, which is mm. on the license plate of Utah. Oh. All right. Number four. The one thing that makes this place different than the other parks is the geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. They look so much better in the pictures. If you want a similar look, just boil a pot of water at home. Yeah, I think this is the one where you have to watch your picnic baskets. We said Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> nice joke there. Uh, we too said Yellowstone. Yep, it was Yellowstone. All right. Number five. The thing is ugly as sin. It looks like half a McDonald's logo or a giant urinal. Um, you know, this one, we're just going again with the St. Louis arch. Um, and for this one, we said arches. So <laughs> so um, the next sentence in the review um, was about how the St. Louis skyline looks like something out of a crappy 80s movie. And it is the Gateway Arch mm. National Park. Someone from Chicago wrote that, I guarantee it. <laughs> we are haters. Okay, number six. At the time of our visit, half the road was closed due to snow. Well, there was no snow on the mountains, and being late June, it could not have possibly snowed there. Was there a UFO landing? Pretty fishy. 
Ooh, I wasn't thinking, but the UFO one makes me think of Nevada now. But um, we said Rocky Mountain. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about the UFO either. We said uh, Glacier. It was Glacier National Park. Mm -hmm. Good job. Right. Number seven. First of all, there's wildlife everywhere. Who wants to run into a moose on the trail? What if it eats you? And the rangers are all way too friendly. It's like they're completely oblivious to all the suffering in the world. Finally, too many snow-capped mountains. I like to see the horizon at all times. It calms me. Um, we were thinking maybe this is somewhere near Canada with all the friendly uh, park rangers. So we said Niagara. Uh, yeah, and so we were thinking moose and mountaintops, and we said Denali. Um, the answer was actually Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, um, I was okay. kind of hoping with the whole with the mountains that the because the Rocky Mountains are a range, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I was so like, I'm pretty sure eight. several of these fall on the yeah. on the Rocky Mountains. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number eight, when they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I am upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead. I think when our car broke down in Tennessee at one point in time, we ended up going to Ruby Falls, which was in the Smoky Mountains. So we said Smoky Mountains. Mm, that's interesting. Cat uh, had a good line on this one uh, with the distilleries, uh, which brought us to Kentucky. And I know Ken's mentioned that Mammoth Cave is in Kentucky. Uh, so we guessed Mammoth Cave. Yeah, Cat picked up the distilleries hint there. Yep, it was Mammoth Cave National Park. We made a mammoth mistake. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right, number nine. The only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunderhole. This one, we had no idea. So we guessed Hoover Dam because we're, I don't know, might have been on there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and for this one, we guessed Acadia in Maine. Yeah, so the thunderhole is kind of like a... Um, there's like a coastal cave there, but when the when the waves kind of hit against it, it sounds like a clap of thunder. So they call it the thunder hole, and it is at Acadia National Park in yeah. Maine. Yeah, was a good guess. I think it would help if we knew more than five national parks. I think so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right, and then the last one is he informed us that if he tells us where the arch is and we actually go, we will create a dangerous situation for other visitors. Duh, go to hell, Ranger Dustin. You ruined our trip. Yeah, we had we weren't really sure on this one. The only thing I could think of is when you go to uh, Griffith Park in L.A., they won't tell you where the Hollywood sign is because you're not supposed to actually go up there. So we said Griffith Park. Smart. Um, we think that they really don't want people going anywhere near the uh, main arch in Arches National Park. So that's what we guessed. So this one might have been a little too obscure. There is actually a, nat a natural arch formation at Joshua Tree oh, National Park, and they, they don't want you to really go too close to it. So. We're in the right state. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. After the swing round, it looks like the birthday boys picked up 30 points, and their total is now 78. And Anthony and Cleopatra picked up 40, bringing their total to 114. Um, so right before we get to the, the second round, just wanted to quickly mention uh, we've been getting some great reviews on iTunes. And uh, thanks to our survey and all of those listeners who filled it out, we found out that a lot of you found our podcast just from a simple search. So in order to help us, if you could give us a review, that would be huge. Right, Matt? 
That is true. Our most recent one still is about me fighting Jeff, and we want to change that to me fighting Neil and then Ken and then <laughs> the whole game. All of the matriculations of one-on-one fighting <laughs> in and among the triviality guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, we had some great reviews uh, like that one. We had another one that was, uh, these guys don't know how to play trivia, but I listen anyway. That was a nice one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. So, that is an accurate review. <laughs> so we just appreciate any sort of review you can get it, give us, and uh, that'll help us with our searchability and uh, helping new listeners find us and uh, get into all the nonsense that we do each week. So thank you to everyone filling out those reviews. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. just take a minute uh, on either iTunes or your preferred podcast app or provider, and we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Now, I believe round two is the tug of war. Is that how this works? I'm not familiar. <laughs> all right. So round two, the first question is in the category of woodworking. The world's oldest tree is a Great Basin bristlecone pine whose genesis began 4,852 years ago. What is the very well-fitting name given to this tree? Can that one more time? Yep. The world's oldest tree is a Great Basin bristlecone pine whose genesis began 4,852 years ago. What is the well-fitting name given to this tree? I mean, I know that's a real tree. That's the only tree that we know the name of. Yeah. So we don't know any other named trees. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Do you want to go General Sherman? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll lock in with that. I know Joshua trees live a long time. Joshua is a book in the Bible. That makes near Genesis. sense. I don't know if they named it like, unless they named it um, Methuselah or something, because Methuselah is the person in the Bible who was said to have lived the longest. So you think maybe it's the Methuselah tree? Yeah. Okay, we'll sure. go Meth- we're going to go with Methuselah. <laughs> well, Jeff, you and Kat picked up on the Genesis hint. It is Methuselah. Wow. Wow. That's that's an impressive poll. That is. 969 years he was said to be. Mm. Yep. I only know that because the guests who have a song called 969. So, oh, Kat, do you mind? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the second question is in the category of canoeing. In the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship canoes through a gate of sorts, comprised of two giant statues of men. What is the name of this monument? I'm unsure if there's any relation to the, to Jason and the other heroes in search of the Golden Fleece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they're called, though? That is what they are called. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we can. I mean, that's. I know the the second clue she gave. I don't know the Lord of the Rings clue, but no. I mean, I don't. With me and you together, not a good combination for this type of question. No. You just want to lock in with this then? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, we're locked in. Well, I mean, I know it's Jason and the Argonauts. Yep, I was thinking that too. Um, and I have definitely read Lord of the Rings and cannot. <laughs> I like. I mean, I'm fine with that if you don't have anything else but yeah it's really sad because i actually have these two on the other sides of the river from the fellowship as bookends on my yeah. library shelves mm-hmm. but i i can't remember their if they have any more specific names than they that have a place in your home and you don't know their name yeah a lot of things do cat what's your take Mostly on lord of the spiders rings? do you like yeah. it yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of lord of the rings okay mm. is that like the one push you needed to finally watch it the cat likes it? No, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just hoping one more, like each additional push will get you there. Uh, who knows what when that day will come. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we reach 7,000 patron members. <laughs> yeah. We'll, probably be, we'll definitely be dead by then, so this podcast will just be living in the ether and we'll just have <laughs> patrons. <laughs> when Methuselah is hosting the show, because <laughs> he's the only one left. <laughs> I'm good locking in Argonauts. I think that's a smart guess. Yeah, we were we were torn between the Voorheeses and the Argonauts, and we ended up going with the Argonauts. 
So the actual gate itself is called the Argonath, which um similar. I don't know. Yeah, we both said the same yeah. wrong answer, so let's give us some points. <laughs> it's a wash either way. We had the right so, yeah. idea. Points for yeah. everyone. We're sure. a friendly game. That's what I said. Argonoth. Happy, happy New yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So the actual answer is the Argonoth. Yeah. And it's um Isildur and, and Anarion are the two that were. Yeah. Okay, so question three is in the category of scavenger hunt. The manhunt for what notorious individual ended at the Garrett Farm in Port Royal, Virginia? Cat, I think I know this. Mm, Jeff's knowledge of serial killers paying off again. Who said it was a serial killer? Mm. I mean, I know there's that famous um, robber, D.B. Cooper, but I don't think... No, didn't he They disappear? never found him. Yeah. yeah, they never found him. He was Loki. Spoiler, if you saw yeah. the show. Um, and I, for some reason, I was going to say D.B. Sweeney, but that's an actor, and I didn't, uh, from The Cutting Edge. Um, <laughs> E.B. Du Bois. Yeah. Did they get Capone? I was going to suggest Capone. I'm trying to think of The Untouchables. They did go to the country where it was really cold at, at the end of that movie. And he was hiding out for tax evasion. Yeah. And he was very notorious. Yeah, and it was the FBI, so it would have been a nationwide man. Oh, hunt. and maybe in Virginia. That's where FBI's headquarters. Okay. Yeah, you want to go Capone? We're going to go Capone. All right, Kat, uh, I don't know what your thoughts on this were. I did lock in pretty quickly for us, so hopefully this doesn't sound too stupid. But um, Matt said my knowledge of serial killers might come in handy here. And I don't think this person was a serial killer, but they did famously kill Abraham Lincoln. So we, mm. I think this is John Wilkes Booth. Yep, it absolutely was John Wilkes Booth. Ah, ah six Semper Tyrannus. <laughs> is that what he said? Oh, I thought you were saying that to me. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly? Okay, at least I pulled that correctly, and I, I can't name a national park, but I pulled that for some reason. <laughs> okay, so the next um, question is in the category of tie-dyeing. Tie-dye techniques have been used for centuries in the Hausa region of West Africa, particularly with renowned indigo dye pits located around the city of Kano in what country? Yeah, I like that. I think I've seen a video on this, but I, I couldn't pull the name, but that sounds... That sounds right to me. It's definitely West African. Yeah. So we are locked in. Well, um, what are your thoughts, Kat? Uh, geography's always been a blank spot for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Well, I don't. I don't really know it from geography. That I don't. The names don't ring any particular bells. Um, as far as West African countries, um, I mean Nigeria is probably the most famous. Certainly one of the most populated in that area. You have. Um, you know, other things like uh, Gabon, uh, Niger, Chad, Mali. Want to just guess Nigeria? I mean, that's a it's, it, it's it's a bigger country. It's very populated. So we'll just guess Nigeria. Home to Sam Obisanya. It is. Um, Matt, you, you had a great guess, and I, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I had heard the town name before. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I was thinking that this was Ghana. Uh, well, Jeff, you did pull it out. It is Nigeria. Oh, man. Well done. As soon as when you said Ghana, I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's smart. But I'll take the points. <laughs> and I'll take the kudos for a smart answer. I, I, <laughs> you're a good trivia player, Matt. I don't, you know. This is the point in camp where we're sweaty. 
We're tired. We go back no, to the cabin. No, we, we have been doing arts and crafts, and we have glued the popsicle sticks to our heads. That's exactly. all. We are, we are those kids. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going back to the cabin, opening up the trunk, and getting the candy bars that we yeah, hid from the counselors. We are getting swirly. That's actually where this Ken time. secretly is today. He was uh, he was eating the glue at the camp. <laughs> He's been hospitalized. How sad. I think everyone had a, a student in kindergarten or, or camp or something that ate glue. Because I, I know I did. She used to lick the glue off the... the, the... Oh, I thought you were the kid. No, no. I <laughs> I, I never did that. Those kids have graduated to Tide Pods, from what I heard. I think so. I think you're right. That's the modern day version of eating glue in kindergarten. Uh, but yeah, what uh, we can move on to question five, so we don't uh, incriminate ourselves by eating glue here. <laughs> All right. So question five is in the category of cooking. If I asked you to cook something by submerging it directly in water that is roughly between seventy to eighty degrees Celsius, what cooking method am I asking you to use? Yes, Why we, we both fist pumped at the same time. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna lock in. We're really excited about Thanks, this. Thanks, Uncle Howard. Cat, I know you. You bake a bit. Do you do you cook quite a bit too? The first thing I like popped into my head was parboil, but I don't know if that's anything. No, um, I like parboil because it's not quite boiling temperature, right? Because that would be a hundred Celsius. Right. And I think if you sous vide something, it has to be because she put she said right into the water. Sous vide is usually like in a vacuum bag, so I'm pretty sure. So I like parboil. Sure, it's called yeah. parboil. Well, our fist pumps are a little less now because now we're not 100% sure. We immediately said sous vide, and we think that it's sous vide, but we aren't sure. But we locked in with sous vide. It's actually poaching. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, sous vide is pretty similar, but with the directly in water would yeah. be poaching. Otherwise, it needs to be in some kind of bag or... I think I think I heard the beginning of the question and then blacked out and assumed yeah. I was right. <laughs> I was just so excited that you were like, "Speed!" Yeah. too, because I mean, we only got one question right this round, and uh, you know, I figured it would make us feel better to get it right. But after five, we only picked up ten points, bringing our score to eighty-eight, as in eighty-eight miles per hour, where some serious <laughs> will happen. Uh, and uh, Anthony and Cleopatra picked up forty points, bringing their total to one fifty-four currently. All right, so question six is in the category of drama. It was a beautiful morning in 2019 when Ali Stroker became the first actor who uses a wheelchair to be nominated for and win a Tony Award. What musical did she perform in to earn this award? Oh, finally, one, yeah. one in my wheelhouse. We're going to watch it. She Aunt May in Spider-Man the Musical. <laughs> oh, I've heard oh, this. I've heard Tony. this. I definitely watched... Wow, I'm bringing shame to my theater major right now. <laughs> well, Beautiful Morning makes me think Oklahoma, Oklahoma and I know there right? was a revival. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is, I think that's the right answer. Yeah, oh, what a beautiful morning is definitely yeah. for Oklahoma. So, yeah, let's let's go Oklahoma. To quote Matt many times, get out of here. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, she played Ado Annie in the musical Oklahoma. That's what we liked it with. Yep, the answer is Oklahoma. Good job. Okay, so question seven's in the category of ghost stories. In A Christmas Carol, what is the name of the first ghost that visits Ebenezer Scrooge on Christmas Eve night? One of the most memorable versions of this character was brought to life by an actor named Statler. Do you know this one, Kat? Yeah, I do. Okay, we'll lock in. Okay, so they're locked in. So Cratchit? Or no, Cratchit's the name of the guy that works for him. I was pretty sure that it starts Krampus? with a J. With a J. Like a Jimmy, Johnny, Hoffa, J uh, Jimmy, Johnny. It's not like it's an old person name. J um, 
It's not Cratchit. Is it Cratchit? Or is Cratchit the name of the dude that works for him that he's an asshole to? And he has Tiny Tim as his son. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Morley. Morley? Yes. Jacob Morley. Jacob Morley. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> oh, what a... Man, this is the I greatest... I knew that with a J. That's this is the greatest day of my life. We're locking in with Jacob Morley. Um, I need to make a judgment call here because it's actually Jacob Marley. Oh. Like Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, that's just how he pronounces Marley. <laughs> uh, that's, oh, okay. my, that's my New Jersey accent. <laughs> Morley and me. My favorite movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. I looked oh, at Cat when he said that and I was like, I think he's wrong. Yeah, because it's Marley. <laughs> we'll take yeah. the we'll take the wrong. We're, we stink this yeah, We game. stink. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's all that glue in our mouth. <laughs> So, but yeah, it was Jacob Marley. Uh, Jacob Marley. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Bob Cratchit is the guy that works for him that has Tiny Tim. All right. So the next question is in the category of pottery. Also, speaking of ghosts, um, since I would be remiss to not include a question even remotely related to Patrick Swayze, what is the name of the song playing during the famous pottery wheel scene in the film Ghost? The song peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1965 this one right yes yeah we can lock in yeah i knew it too <laughs> why don't i remember this no ghosting <laughs> in the pottery class. i know I, that i remember they play the song i'm so do they yeah uh, <laughs> they paid for that song from 1968 <laughs> if this song played i definitely could tell you what it was from like i could but i can't do it the other way around <laughs> It's funny because I just hear Careless Whisper when I see that scene in my head. I don't know why. Same. That's exactly what was playing through my head. <laughs> Which is definitely not from 1965. Uh, uh, do you want to just joke Careless Whisper? Because yep. I'm yeah. struggling over here. Uh, we will say George Michael's Careless Whisper. He would have been about two or three years old but talented man it's not the music yeah um so we um knew this one right away this by the righteous brothers uh, and we said unchained melody yep absolutely it is unchained melody uh fun fact about unchained melody uh when you listen to the lyrics a lot of people think it's about uh that's a love song and, and whatnot but it's actually originally from a movie called unchained about a, a person in jail and he's singing about longing to be back into uh the regular world oh wow yeah all right so question nine's in the category of swimming and diving what is the name of the diver who hit their head against the springboard before going on to win two gold medals at the 1988 Seoul Olympics? We can lock in. I'm really struggling here because I can kind of see his face. Mm -hmm. Very famous diver. Um, I believe there's a little bit of controversy because he bled and he was um, he had he had HIV. And I guess that, that wasn't public information at the time. So there was a little bit of a controversy there. Mm, so, you know, everything except the person's name. Yeah. Famous. <laughs> But it, uh, so I guess we're gonna have to tap. It seems like the other team might know it though. Yep, I remember this uh, distinctly because when I was a little kid, uh, we watched it a ton on TV, and then um, it, it came up after that when he was in the public eye. And I remember my mom and I talking about it and her telling me about what happened. And we locked in with Greg Luganis. Oh yeah. Yep, absolutely, it is Greg Luganis. Um, uh, I've seen clips of that where he hits his head. It's absolutely horrific. Mm, it's yeah. it's not a. Good I had the right. I had the right story. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. mm -hmm. what the what happened yeah. around him. Okay. Yep. All right. So the last question in regulation is in the category of painting. In 2014, British artist Anish Kapoor bought ex exclusivity rights for artistic use of what paint, which was developed by Surrey Neurosystems. Oh yes, we all know this one. Yes. 
Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I think we're going to lock in. Mm-hmm. Does this one sound familiar to you, Kat? Uh, the only I, I don't know. Do you know it or I? So I'm I'm I think it's one of these. I remember there was a whole controversy where he bought like blackest black. I want to say like isn't it called like Vanta black or something? Vanta black, yeah, like like blackest black. And then um somebody made like a pinkest pink or something and like told Anish Kapoor he couldn't buy it. So I think it is Vanta black. I think that's kind of the story with that one. So yeah, I, Vanta black's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ACDC classic, Vanta Black. That's a yes, stretch. The, ans- the answer is Vanta Black. Good job. All right. What a way to, to end the second round there. Um, it looks like Team uh, Biker biker Boys. I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> biker Boys <laughs> from Mars. You? Are you riding bicycles with training wheels? Or? <laughs> we, we, ride, we ride tandem bicycles in leather. <laughs> a birthday bike for two. Uh, we, we picked up 40 points, bringing our total to 128, but still in the lead and crushing us, picking up 20 uh, in that second half uh, with 174 points is the Antony and Cleopatra. So what are our final round categories, Haley? So the final round categories are all campfire songs. So the first question or the first category is the song that doesn't end. The second is Down by the Bay. Number three is Home on the Range. Number four is Where Has My Little Dog Gone? And five is A Boy and a Girl in a Little Canoe. Okay, all the wagers are locked in. And for the listener, uh, just to make it easy, it looks like Team Birthday Boys are going to go 20 all the way down. And uh, the team of Anthony and Cleopatra are going to go 10 points all the way down. All right, so the first question is in the category of the song that doesn't end. This earworm was used as the end credit song for a popular children's television show featuring Sherry Lewis, a beloved puppeteer, and a host of her animal friends. The show was named after her most famous puppet. What is her name? All right, number two, um, Down by the Bay. The United Nations Charter was drafted and ratified in 1945 in what U.S. city? In Home on the Range, the Wild West outlaw partners Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longabow were better known by what names? No word on if Harry knew his name would pack a big punch in the film industry. And where has my little dog gone? What iconic comic strip character was born at the Daisy Hill puppy farm? And finally, in A Boy and a Girl in a Little Canoe, generally placed across the center of a canoe, what is the name of the rounded piece of plastic or wood designed to help you carry the canoe? Classic computer game fans might remember having to purchase some of these in Independence, Missouri for your oxen. Okay, we're going to go over these questions and be back with our answers. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than
other than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we have locked in our answers. Let's go back to the questions, and we will uh, see how this turns out. All right, so the first question was, uh, this earworm was used as the end credit song for a popular children's television show featuring Sherry Lewis, a beloved puppeteer, and a host of her animal friends. The show was named after her most famous puppet. What was her name? Uh, we wagered 20 points on all of these questions going semi-big. Uh, we're 100% sure that this was Lamb Chop and it was her play along. So Lamb Chop. Yep. Uh, for 10, we agree. We said Lamb Chop. Yep. Points all around. It is Lamb Chop. Pretty sure I have the stuffed doll in my attic somewhere. All right. Question two was in the category of Down by the Bay. The United Nations Charter was drafted and ratified in 1945 in what U.S. city? We weren't 100% sure. The only city we could think of that had Bay in the title was Tampa Bay, and we don't think it's that. So we were looking at somewhere uh, in San Francisco, in California, near the Bay. So we, we were torn between Oakland and San Francisco, but we locked in with San Francisco. Kat, yeah, you had a good thought on this. Yeah, we I caught on to the same thing with the Bay, and we also said San Francisco. Yep, points all around. It is San Francisco. That's where uh, I left my heart after Neil <laughs> broke it. <laughs> All right, so question... Where I had my rice aroni. I'll continue. <laughs> question three was in the category of Home on the Range. The Wild West outlaw partners Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longabout were better known by what names? No word on if Harry knew his name would pack a big punch in the film industry. Yeah, when I first heard the question, I wasn't listening for some reason to the second half because I was like, oh, maybe it's Bonnie and Clyde, but they weren't in the Old West. But then when I heard film industry, I realized that is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, we... Uh... For 10, said the same thing. We said Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yep, you guys both both picked up on the Sundance Film Festival hint there. That was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Did not, but thank you. We <laughs> definitely did that. <laughs> yes, we had that the whole time. Yeah, obviously. All right, question four was in the category of where has my little dog gone? What iconic comic strip character was born at the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm? Uh, we think that this is a character who's got his own movie coming out relatively soon or probably already came out. We said Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, I thought this was Snoopy. It was Snoopy. Mm. We didn't even think of Snoopy. How dumb are we? (laughs) All right. And then question five was in the category of a boy and a girl in a little canoe. Generally placed across the center of a canoe, what is the name of the rounded piece of plastic or wood designed to help you carry the canoe? Classic computer game fans might remember having to purchase some of these in Independence, Missouri for your oxen. This one, we we knew exactly what you were talking about from Oregon Trail. We knew that you had to buy rations and bullets and whatnot. And we knew it's the thing that you put on the back of the oxen to pull the wagon, like the flat piece of wood. You Um, buy your slash and then you buy your axle. Yeah, so so we just thought maybe it was axle, even though you buy that also for the wagon. But that's what we locked in with. 
yeah, and uh, we talked about Axel as well, but we locked in with Yoke. Yeah, Cat came in with a uh, Yoke, which I think is the right answer. Yep, Oxen come two to a Yoke. Yoke oh. is the correct answer. Got to yoke them together. Now the yoke's on us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, after regulation, the entire game, everything is over. That's uh, all she wrote. Looks like mm-hmm. uh, Team Birthday Boys is going to end with 148, but batting perfect mm-hmm. in that final round, picking up 50 points, is today's cream of the crop with 224 points. Anthony and Cleopatra. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Ah. Uh. Kings of summer camp. Kings and queens of summer camp. Exactly. Yes. I believe that I was crowned the swamp thing. Is that a, like a title I can? <laughs> yeah, you can have that. Okay. What a great game by, by both of you. Um, great competitors. Uh, and Haley, uh, just a wonderfully uh, themed and written game that you brought to us today. Well, thank you. It was fun to, I just kind of just came up with a theme. I was like, I have to do this now. So. Yeah. The official camp counselor of Triviality. We appreciate it. Ooh, I like that. The official camp uh, camp counselor. And I think Matt and I are both uh, in the infirmary with uh, mosquito bites <laughs> all over our body yeah. and uh, different uh, lotions and stuff. They're else. out of calamine lotion. It's been a rough time. Or you're yes. in the uh, uh, in the parent trap with the isolation cabin where they're up at the way top of the mountain. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> seen that. Oh, okay. well, I know the only camp Matt and I would ever go to would be Camp Nowhere with Christopher Lloyd at the helm, um, <laughs> being able to have fun and do whatever we want. Um, but Kat, you were an amazing competitor today. Um, you and Jeff uh, really did a number on us. So uh, anyone that you'd like to shout out to, the floor is yours. We just really appreciate you uh, being here today and for your support as well. Uh, yeah, thank you. This is a lot of fun. Um, I guess a shout out to my camp friends because I went to a science fiction and fantasy writing summer camp. <laughs> when I was a kid, which is maybe the opposite of like typical summer camp. Um, But yeah, so I guess shout out to them and then to my dad, who's my pretty consistent pub quiz uh, partner. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, shout out to your dad. And uh, that sounds like the coolest camp ever. So that's awesome that that even exists. Um, And uh, Haley, this, like I said, this was a a wonderful game, had a really cool theme to it, Um, even though it's cold and wintry here in january it, it made us uh, long for the summer and the warmness but uh anyone you'd like to shout out to or any um any last statements from you today yeah so as just said earlier there was a lot of vitriol towards park rangers so uh just be nice to park rangers and people that are you know out there doing their jobs it's a trying time for everyone so just be a little kind to everyone that's all i would want to say about that i will say neil i know you're longing for summer to return but the good news is we can still sleep in our bunk beds so that is true. That is true. Uh, and uh, we have a three-tiered bunk bed with you, me, and Matt. And then Ken usually comes around with his whistle and short shorts and tells us to quiet down because it's past bedtime. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Haley, for bringing this game today and uh, also for wearing an exclusive uh, Triviality t-shirt, which you can find at our store at Public or go to our website, trivialitypodcast.com, and uh, click merchandise. And for anyone that uh, doesn't use a podcast app, if you just want to hear the episodes, you can just go straight to our website uh, on the main page and you can listen to them there. But thank you very much to Kat for joining us again, Haley for joining us today with her game, for Ken who is ice climbing, uh, for Matt, Jeff, and myself. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. What is the well-fitting name given to this tree? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We both wrote down Phil Collins. I could feel it (laughs) calling in the air Uh, tonight.